0: Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Bearded Dragon Games. You can support us at Patreon.com slash Eternal Dirtles. This is Eternal
1: Dirtles! Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and by listeners like you you can support eternal Dirtles at patreon.com slash eternal Dirtles and now your hosts Zach Clark Nathan Golia and Phil Blackman and now ETERNAL!
0: Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Gully. And Nate, how's it going, man?
1: Pretty good. How about yourself?
0: Uh, going well, going well. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. We got to, like, hang out last week, actually.
1: We did. I was in town for, uh, you know, a couple days, so I made sure that we got together to play some magic. Um, we played Legacy on Tuesday night, three rounds.
0: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, I live in Brooklyn and Nate lives in Utah,
1: so it's, you know, it's rare that we get to actually see each other. It's funny and I I was actually thinking like when was the last time we actually played against each other? It's, I think it yeah, was like a year a and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that it was modern. Had... we were we were going to like a modern PPTQ. Oh yeah. And uh we we jammed like maybe about fifteen games. And <laughs> that was it, wasn't like for any reason other than that. So yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, so we went to we ended up at Monsey, Monasy, which is in midtown Manhattan. Um, so, you know, for those of you who if you're ever in the New York area and you're looking for a legacy game, uh the Geekery is Monday night and modesty is Tuesday night. Um so, you know, if you're coming in, those are you know, pretty good days for you to to get your games in if you wanna bring your deck.
0: I, I gotta say, on an over uh, overall note, uh for modesty, overwhelmingly positive. Uh the the crowd was cool, uh the staff was was 120% better than they've ever been as far as as far as I've ever dealt with. Uh price support was fine. It was packs of like master
1: sets. Um I op- yeah, I got Mother Vile. Oh, did you? Nice. I yeah. got Day of the Dragons, I think. <laughs> yeah, my Mother Rare was something like that. But, but
0: uh Yeah, the the crowd was the crowd was excellent and uh it, you know, uh it was it was overall like a pretty pretty nice uh pretty nice uh tournament, you know. We I I went I think oh oh and I went one and two because uh, I lost two rounds and then got a buy in the end. Um, that said, I still walked away with a prize, which was you know, which is cool. I don't know. I, w- I I prefer my tournaments to be a little more top heavy. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily deserved a, a pack, but uh, I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna not take a pack. So that was cool.
1: Yeah, they were iconic Masters packs, so it was a pretty nice pack too. Yeah. Like as as things go for Legacy players, I went two and one, um, which was nice. And the best thing was it started at 6:30 and three rounds, which meant that we left at like 8:45. Yeah, man, we had bonchon afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we went out got dinner. You know, it's funny too, cause like in Utah the tournament starts at seven on Tuesday night, and that's mm-hmm. nine o'clock Eastern. So like if we hadn't gone to dinner, I could have been home or back home in the hotel, uh, watching the Paragon stream like immediately, yeah. which would have been pretty funny. They were just getting started. I've already played three rounds. So nice and nice quick turnaround. Uh, yeah, like my, like the staff was the big difference from previous times that I've been to Mana They definitely. seemed a little bit more like they didn't resent people there playing magic. Yeah, so whoever that's... was working, whoever was working on Tuesday, uh, let's get a calendar. Tuesday, number twenty seventh. If you're listening, thanks. That yeah, was well a very done. Yeah, yeah. Good um, work.
0: yeah, I think that um, you know, they didn't seem like they were like super into uh the tournament, but like no one was no one was rude. Um. I sat in the wrong spot for a tournament and it had to be moved. No one was no one was uh terrible to me about that. They were just like, Hey, you gotta move. Uh yeah. and I was like, Yeah, no problem. Uh we got to see some uh some, some old friends. We saw Ross Cooperman and uh and Jesse. Uh Jesse from um both Jesse those guys Martin. are from uh what's called uh Cast Haven initially, uh, original sponsors of the show. So that was rad
1: to see those guys. Phil Wynn, who is uh patron of ours. Yep. yep. That was awesome. And, uh, and uh, my second round opponent was named Anton. I don't remember his last name, but um, I know he's mentioned he liked the podcast. Yeah. So that was great. We were always it's always really a lot of fun. We love you know meeting people in the wild and you get to see what we're like in the actual game, which I think is kind of funny.
0: It's always fascinating when more than like one person knows who we are too. That's it's
1: yeah. that's crazy to
0: me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so you played Infect and unfortunately got like what well, lands round one. Yeah, I got lands round
0: one and then turbo depths round two, uh, both not great matchups. I did win a game against, uh, against, uh, the, uh, lands deck. And I, I just never felt like I had a particularly great hand against either one of those decks. I never had like the turn two kill deck uh, turn two kill situation. So I, I feel like you have to beat those decks quick or you lose. And even, even then, like we still, we got to see me go to time, which never happens
1: uh, yeah, with, uh, I was surprised by that. With, uh, and he killed you on turn five of turns. Yeah, he got me. Uh, I, I yeah. apparently
0: had the win in, in my hand, and I just didn't see it. I, I think I was paying too too much attention to the fact that he could just put up a 20-20 blocker.
1: Right. And, well, what happened was, and I think this is interesting because I didn't see it either, and I forget who pointed it out. Yeah. But it was that you had Blossoming Defense in your hand. Yes. And a Blighted Agent. And they had a Maze of It. And I think it was like you had to cast... Blossoming fence before combat instead of in combat mm-hmm. because then Maze can't target the creature because it's not attacking it, – Maze targets attacking creatures specifically. And had you been able to do that, um, you know, you could have gotten through. Yeah, I think –
0: and I think what the problem was is that, like, I had tapped the wrong mana to keep my guy, my guy alive because he had up a Tabernacle. And yeah. so I had I had to tap uh colorless mana to do that but I wanted to wanted my flyer to block on the next turn if if this didn't work out and then I realized that like I had spent my mana wrong and it was it was just too late by then like I was like oh I just lost um yeah. and then you know he got to attack in and he actually drew the wasteland that he needed or or a uh crop rotation or something he needed to get rid of my uh ink ink moth uh Nexus, Nexus so, it, so that he, could it, he got through. me yeah. uh yeah ro- ro- rostered to his outs and, and and got him so that was that was cool it was a really fun game
1: I forget what it was, was the actual crop rotation or if it was a gamble or something it was some like ridiculous it was gamble
0: card. yeah that's right
1: because gamble. I remember thinking I was I forget it was if there was like um a needle or a spyglass oh the spyglass on port yeah the spy glass and I'm like glass on what's port. he doing <laughs> yeah I had the spyglass
0: on port so I could actually continue playing the game because he didn't have his combo out yet and I was like well yeah, I yeah. can't even play if I don't like uh, retrieve some amount of mana so I had to do, I had to put it on the port instead of instead of a uh, uh, what's it called a Elizabeth. no the uh uh oh, Thespian stage. stage right so I I had that out and then I also had a uh, a rest in peace in play so no one got any use out of their graveyards which was fine for me but Ross obviously could have could have beaten me well well easily much more easily if he had had access to his graveyard with life from loom. And, uh, he, you know, it didn't, that didn't pan out for him. So I eventually got to a point where I needed to fetch one more land for mana, and I just didn't have any more mana-producing lands in my deck.
1: I had an extremely interesting match against lands yesterday. I will wait to get to that, Yeah. I guess, just so we can clear out this night. So then you played against Turbo, but it was – it was actually, I just wanted to – why I mentioned it was because same situation with – um some situations with those same cards, Maze of Death, Tabernacle, yeah. and uh, Port, and Wasteland. But anyway – um, the second you played against the uh, Throw depth deck that has blue and Mox Diamonds, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That was Phil. Yeah, Phil win. I ended up losing
0: um, to a uh, Flusterstorm, which I wasn't playing around uh, with that deck. So that that's what got me there. I was expecting removal, and I played around the uh, removal, but I did not play around the Flusterstorm and ended up getting getting aced.
1: Yeah, if Tom Hep listens to the podcast, uh, uh, I've played against him a bunch of times and always get got by his Flusterstorm i Like the deck is crazy. It's got like one stifle, four brainstorm, and then the fluster storm on the side where it's all the blue. um uh, But the one stifle will get you. Yeah. I, but I'm always on the lookout for it. Uh, but the fluster storm always kills me. Um. Yeah. So I played uh Mardu. I played my Mardu deck or Daga deck or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I lost the first round to that mono white mentor bomberman deck. Um, which is a really, I don't want to say it's like a really tough matchup, but it, it's a pretty tough matchup. Um, just because he's got chalice and like, uh, what's it called as an X4, um, salvagers is an X4. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: so that, uh, you know, like you can't get their combo card. Like they have a pretty interesting engine with the recurring the baubles and drawing a bunch of cards that way. Dark Confidant. There's a lot of stuff you got to kill, so yeah, just a little bit too much, and I didn't really uh, navigate it great, but you know, I wasn't really set up for it either. Uh, then I played against Anton. That was a bug sort of control deck. Oh, he had Nissa, Nissa Voice of Zendikar. Hold on, let's see which one. Yeah, Nissa. it was the
0: it was uh, the blue green one, right?
1: No, that's not the right Nissa. Uh oh, Nissa, <laughs> not that one. It's a blue, the blue green one that's Yax. Sorry, sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, is it... S- 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 no, it's not that. That's Sage Animist. Okay. Jeez, uh, we're gonna...
0: It is Nissa. Hold on, it's loading. Uh, Steward
1: of the Elements. Steward of Elements. There we go. <laughs> From Avencat. Yeah. X blue and a green. Um, which was funny because he played it. I think I had a Dread in hand. And I was like, I really don't want to use my dreadbore on this Nyssa, but I also kinda of don't want him to untap with this Nyssa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't want to lose to it, so I had to like dreadbore it. Um He also had like Jace and Liliana. It was that kind of deck, but the the Daga deck is just pretty pretty well built to ground out grind out those kind of decks. Um as long as I don't end up getting like a bitter blossom or something down. Um or have, like, a really fast clock with timer or go if, like, just, just going ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty, pretty much what the deck's set up to be. Just grind them out with Lingering Soul. Yeah, I watched
0: Lingering Soul's every... Doom so much work for you uh, that <laughs> night. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Because the next round is... Yeah, so, yeah, the next round is Grixis, and so I won that, and the next round is Grixis, and I won that in two games. in a, In a situation where I think I had no cards in hand, and he had perhaps an active Jace and no cards in hand. Like, he, we had just, like, got to that had, point of the game. You
0: guys both had just had a uh, Liliana. He had a Last Hope, and you had a Veil in play. And then he, you had, like, a, like six, I think, uh, loyalty on your Liliana. He uh, drew the Snapcaster. Snapcaster bolted your Liliana of the Veil, then attacked, like, at the end of turn, and and put your guy down to one. And I was like, oh, this is obviously the end of the game. Like, this is good night. And you turned it around. I I drew
1: Lingering Souls. Yeah. yeah. I drew Lingering Souls, which is the best card. Oh, it was Lingering the Veil because um, the reason it worked so well was that it was grinding us down to no cards in hand. We were playing off the top. So um, I drew drew Lingering Souls. I made my four spirit tokens, um, and I was able to convert one of them into, into blocking the Snapcaster Mage, and two of them turned into the Scourge of Neltoth. Mm-hmm. And then I drew Oh yeah, Lingering Souls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of yeah, So that was how right. it. scourge and closed the game out pretty fast and uh and that worked out really well. So yeah, that's exactly that's what happened. Lingering Souls is great if you uh, in those kind of matchups it's a really great card. Um I think you mentioned we left that the reason it's hard is that it, it, against Delver it's like it's slow. It's like it's one of those cards against Delver that now that you can't cast it on turn two with Deathrite Shaman, yeah, that you just it's just kind of too slow because it's great that it like kills a Delver and then gives you more guys in the other half, um, but now it's just so susceptible to Days.
0: Yeah, Days and um, Spell Spell Pierce like just crush that card in half, and yeah. uh, and and it's it's amazing like because we're not seeing that much Delver right now, um, you know we're seeing more more grindy decks that deal with Delver pretty well. Um, a deck like this can can sort of go over the top of those decks, which is pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a similar kind of game, except that my deck is just a little bit more dense in terms of not having like four brainstorm, four ponder, a couple preordains. Um, you know, you just get like in a situation. Where I'm I'm just drawing like gas, you know, a lot. Like
0: yeah, I, I mean, there's a whole, not a whole <laughs> lot your opponent can do about like four one ones on the board if if they're Grixis deck. Like they're just like, yeah. oh, I guess I lose. Um, and, and then occasionally you'll have no cards in hand, and you'll be like, oh, cool, Bedlam, Bedlam Reveler. Bedlam Reveler, yeah. Good night.
1: Yeah. You know? And Bedlam like, Reveler, that's... a lot
0: like Treasure Cruise, just draws you into more Bedlam Revelers, which is yeah. bonkers. So, like, yeah. you have your own Treasure Cruise in this deck. You have, you know, you have, like, infinite card advantage. Not not infinite, but, you know, uh, bear with me on that. Uh, you, know, you have a massive amount of card advantage with Lingering Souls. And the best thing that they've got going for them is like Liliana of the Last Hope, that does not deal with Lingering Souls very well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an annoyance. Um, and it can, it can, that's the kind of thing where on an empty board, Liliana of the Last Hope is great, you know, to start ticking up. Um, and Lingering Souls can't really get ahead of it. But, you know, that's the thing they gotta find. They gotta draw it and resolve it. And I've got so much, so those kinds of decks. The reason the deck, that this deck is so good against those decks and also Miracles, which I found to be a pretty good matchup is because I'm so aggressive on the Thoughtseize Cabal Therapy hymn plan that, like, you can't just really sit around sculpting your hand for a few turns, you know, because, like, I'm going to just take the cards that matter and you're going to have to spend another turn looking for something or digging for something. And then there's always answers for that. In the case of the creature decks, um, you know, I've got six, seven, something like that, removal spells, plus a couple Planeswalkers, plus Bedlam Reveler, if I've been pumping instants in the graveyard. I love lingering souls to you know really harass planeswalkers, big bombs like that. Um, and then post board pyroblast just cleans up so yeah. much stuff. Like it well, just. It's just a...
0: <laughs> I think one of my takeaways from this deck is is how how excellent all of your threats are, and that your threats like not only do they have to be dealt with like a board wipe is the only thing that really deals with a lot of them. So, um, and even still like you know lingering souls is very effective against a board wipe anyhow. But, like, then you've got Pyromancer, right? And if yeah. your opponent doesn't deal with Pyromancer, it can get out of hand really fast. If your opponent doesn't deal with Bedlam Re- Reveler, like, they have to counter Bedlam Reveler or, like, you just draw three cards. Like, yeah. who cares about a 3-4, a, a yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> the 3-4 is got... superfluous, but the, the the um extra cards is, like,
1: ridiculous. Yeah, right. And Kolagon's command, Him to Torak, but those, yeah, like, it's, those it's, cards have one resol- resolution can really win the game. You know, the cards um, that grind
0: ex- out in the other control decks, it's like right, you have right, that exactly. plus plus extra, you know, the extra stuff.
1: Yeah. So I Let me tell you something, brother. You're here listening to this Eternal Dirtles podcast, but what you need to do is go over to Eternal Dirtles Patreon www.patreon.com slash eternal turtles and show your support brother yeah I played it again yesterday at Paragon we had a a qualifier for Paragon Store Championship which is a team constructed tournament Um, and that'll be at the end of the month and maybe I'll get Brian or someone on to talk about it a little bit again like we did last year around the same time Um, should definitely do that Um, but it's going to be fun here's the deal. I lived here, you know, for a couple of years and every time I play one of these kinds of tournaments, I always lose my in and I always finish this out of the prizes. Like, except for like two tournaments. Like, I've I've had this like crazy run of being like, oh, here's Nate in the in and we're on stream and then it's just like, wah, wah. the wheels come off. So that's a little bit of a, of a spoiler. But I played against, so I the same deck, played against lands round one, which I was like, okay, well I'm in trouble now, because I knew it was lands.
0: As a quick side and, note, uh, if you want to find out the deck, look at last week's show. Uh, we'll probably yeah. put it in the show notes for this one, but if I forget,
1: it's in last week's show. Right. Um, so I played against lands round one, and or, and I was pretty lucky in a couple, for a couple reasons. One is that he mulliganed, and two, he didn't have, like, any acceleration on turn one. Mm-hmm. So in the first game, like, my hand wasn't Spectacular, but it had a lot of lands, and I was like, well, I don't want to get wasted out, you know. I can't like, I I won't get mana denied out of this game. And his start was very slow. It was like one of those, it's like thespian stages is land, you know, go. It's like thespian stage go or something. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, got a pyromancer. Pi- no, I got lingering souls. Um, you know, I did a couple of things. can't like cantripped around, you know, with faithless looting. Got Lingering Souls. He played a Tabernacle, but I had so many lands in play that I was able to keep my Lingering Souls going. Uh, He made a Merit Lage, but I had infinite blockers. (laughs) Uh, He couldn't find, like, Punishing Fire to clean them up. Um, So uh, I was able to get a situation where I was, like, blocking the Merit Lage. Eventually I drew a uh, Diabolic Edict, which got rid of it, and uh, the rest of the Souls tokens took it home. So I stole game one. And I, I, I consider that a steal because, like, Four Thoughts Four Therapy, Three Him is actually not good against lands. Yeah. Like discards not good against them. You, like can't first of all, you can't discard any of their lands other than with him. Yeah. Uh, so second of all, it's just like their deck operates out of the graveyard. Like they're playing they're playing gamble. How good is him against them? You know yeah, exactly. Right? right. So um so then game two, of course, game two is on the play with a much better start, and um I just I I conceded with no permanence in play at some point like i was like okay this isn't going anywhere i had no lands and no nothing nothing in play uh then we got moved to the feature match for our third game because uh the other matches ended early and this game was really interesting so i was on the play and i had a hand with like badlands faithless looting pithing needle lingering souls you know something like that right Mm -hmm. and i was just trying to decide if i should go badlands needle wasteland to save to preserve my land or cast the Faithless Looting, turn one. And I cast the Faithless Looting, and I found another land. I might've had a second land in my hand, so I was was like, oh, I'm not that dead on land, I'm gonna get this Faithless Looting off no matter what, so, you know. Well, so I play the Badlands, Faithless Looting, drop the Lingering Souls, and Scourge of Neltoth. That's not my plan. My plan is to play, like, hopefully he doesn't do anything, I play my second land, and uh, I'll flashback Lingering Souls, then I'll attack him and then I'll change it into the Scourge of Meltoth. And I can pit the needle um, uh, Maze of Ith if he has it, right? Okay. So, of course, what happens is I do that, Badlands drop my stuff, he wastelands me. Like, I, don't have another one, I don't have another one drop in my hand other than the needle. So I'm like, okay, well, that sucks. All right, well, you know, hopefully he doesn't have Bog. It's not like <laughs> he's going to have Bojica Bog. He Bogs me. <laughs> so now I've lost my scourge, my lingering souls. But here's what happens. I drew a young Pyromancer. I got a Swamp and a, out of a Mountain against his, you know, he's got no, well, he's got a Bojica Bog, but that doesn't really do anything for his deck, you know? Yeah. Because um, it's not a green source, right? Um, I, uh play of young pyromancer pass. So now he's got to have like a red source and punishing fire right here or I get to untap with it. Um, he plays, he finds a mox diamond, plays a Rashadden port. So his, his board is now mox diamond Rashadden port Bojookabog. Um, and he passes back, he ports me and I, I had drawn a wear tear off my faithless looting. Um, which was really there to, like, hit exploration, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was like, huh. Okay, so he ports me. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll kill your Mox Diamond make a guy, right? So now I've got three power in play. I, I have other land. I play my land. Um, I pass back to him. He plays a Mishra's Factory. I draw another Wear Tear on my turn, attack for three. He activates Mishra's Factory to block. I wear that then i cast faithless looting then i play pit the needle on thespian stage because he had dark depths in his graveyard so so i really had like a really nice like i had to really identify the situation there because it's tempting to not like you know at that point i'm like it's tempting to not like wear terror mox diamond right yeah but at that point like the tempo advantage from just making more guys and getting more pressure down was the thing to do you know um, he can't wasteland me effectively. I've got like four or five tokens at this point. um, And that took it home real fast. So it was really nice. It was a really nice win for me. I thought, you know, pretty lucky. I can, I'm certainly capable of having that kind of game against lands. Stealing the first game was really unusual and really helped me there. My reward for that was playing against Belcher in <laughs> round two Jesus. and getting Belcher twice on turn one. Uh, so that that was it. So I played a match that went to ti- well, not time, but like you know, pretty long, grindy game mm-hmm. against lands. And then I played against Belcher, and that and it was done in two minutes. Um, but it was uh, she was a very good player, a very good Belcher player who like you know had good lines and, and like clearly knew the deck and you like I was didn't mess up and you know one of those Belcher things where we you're like, well, maybe they'll mess up and they never do. No, <laughs> maybe they miscounted. No, nope, they never do. Um, then I played against Storm. And uh, I won that match. My, just so many, so many discard spell. I think she, I think she won game one, um, in, in the storm matchup, and I might have won games two and three, uh, just because I wasn't being taken. I mean, I knew I knew that she was playing storm, just because I knew she was playing storm, but I just like didn't have a good hand against storm in round, in the first game and lost. Um, and then my fourth round, which was a, would have been a winning in for the top four of this tournament was against a deck that people said, Oh, he's playing Maverick. He's playing Maverick. He's playing Maverick. It turned out that it was more like a like a vintage style hate bears deck. And okay. by that I mean it could have just been Death and Taxes. Like but it was green. But it wasn't Maverick because he had Chalice and Mox Diamond and like pretty much so it's like it's not four color loan because he doesn't have the Punishing Fire package. Sure. And it's not Maverick because he doesn't have like noble hierarchs and stuff. So I considered it to be more like one of those vintagey hate bears decks that's like where you gotta play a bunch of colors. Cause his deck I ended up I surgical something or I asked him to look through it or something. I forget what it was. The point is he had like caverns and Leovold and stuff like that. Wow. So I thought he was on Maverick. So I opened a hand with three cabal therapies with it on the play. I therapied Lingering Souls. He didn't have it, but he showed me like um double knight. Thalia, a Dark Confidant and two lands or something. Wow. That's and I played I played Dark Confidant in my in my Maverick decks because it's such a great card, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got no one drop. I'm like, hi, he's got no one drop. So he plays his land, passes back. I therapy oh. the knights, therapy the Thalia. He plays a Dark Confidant. I bolt it. And like basically I just like won the game. I'm like, okay, it's still Maverick. Uh and then in game two, uh he uh got a Ramanop excavator and wastelanded me out of the game. And that's also like not out of the realm of Maverick possibilities. Yeah. Then we're sideboarding for game three and he says, Oh, I forgot. I accidentally messed up and I, I didn't have my sideboard cards in. I'm like, Oh, well, there you go. That's how good my deck is. Um. Oh no, because he had revealed a chalice to a dark confidant in game two. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, he's got a chalice. So I was like, Oh, he's got chalice main. That's interesting. Um, then in Game 3, of course, he opened on Leyline of the Void and then Mox Diamond, Land, Chalice. And then I realized what, was, what was going on, that this wasn't Maverick, <laughs> that my guess of Noble Hierarch on Turn 1 was wrong. Not because he didn't have it, but because he only has one in his deck, oh, and it's yeah. just like a Zenith target. So um, I realized what was going on. So the Leyline of the Void, as we talked about last week, is a really tough card from beat. beat. Yeah. Um, I basically uh, lost—I didn't have a second land— um, and I couldn't find one, and that was the end of the game. So, but it was a cool deck. He had a really cool deck, you know, that kind of deck that I'm always interested in seeing. It was just more of like a heavy, or more of like a low to the ground type uh, loam strategy, though he didn't have the actual card Life from the Loam. He just had four Thalia's. Uh, he had solid Pride Mage. He had like a lot of Maverick cards, but he just had the Chalice Acceleration and stuff like that. So, um, good, good for him. I don't know. He made top four. I don't, I don't know who won. I think. Uh, the winning deck was Black Red Reanimator um, in the hands of uh, Zach Hardman, who is uh, a regular as well, and a listener to the show. Um, we had 13 players. Everyone was on a different deck. That's cool. Every, every single deck was different. Like one Miracles player, me on the, on the Dega deck. Um, this one regular Maverick deck won this sort of Loam hybrid. Um, Burn, Belcher, Storm, Alluran. Uh, Omnitel, and there were two show and tell decks. I think that might have been the case, but um, but yeah, so really fun tournament, um, and uh, unfortunately uh, I didn't really get any of my good, my really good matchups. So that's how it goes. So, but I'm I'm still excited. It's still fun to cast Bedlam Reveler, you know. Yep. Ancestral on a dude is so great. Like this card is just good, right? <laughs> maybe it's maybe <laughs> yeah. it is, maybe it isn't. Um, but yeah. So that was my that was my week with the uh, with the Mardu deck or Dega deck or whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm still pretty high on it. I, I like that you got to see it actually do its thing.
0: Yeah, I was <laughs> I was not a believer until I watched you just crush Grixis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's like I mean, this looks like a pile, but then you like one oh, going away. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking we should talk a little vintage. Okay. You interested I'm, in that? Into t- I'm into talking about vintage. I played three leagues this week uh with that survival deck. Okay. And i it's so funny, like I I very rarely play vintage. Um I've always loved watching vintage, but you know, until I got like Magic Online finally I never could really play it. Yeah. Um and I've played it occasionally, but I just love playing like vintagey decks, and this deck has Bazaar in it, which is like the vintagiest card. It's pretty vintage. Like it's so vintage, right? Um So I went I played 3 leagues. I went 3 and 2, 3 and 2 and 4 and 1 like at this deck. I <laughs> just like, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty good. I I don't it's it's one of those situations where deck has been out there for, you know, a couple of years or however long when did cat come out last year? Yeah, it 2 years about right. ago? Was it 2016? I Actually think it was 15 I yeah. think. No, it wasn't that long ago. It was twenty sixteen. Okay, we'll go with that. Oh no, Hollow One's an hour of Devastation, which is twenty seventeen. Hollow one's the newest card in the pack. Okay, I mean there you go. everything yeah. else is everything else has been around forever. You know, Venebine, Survival. Yeah. Um I haven't played against the card Mishra's Workshop yet, which I think is kind of funny. I played against a lot of these variants on the um like uh Xerox strategy and vintage. Mm-hmm. And I played against PO ones it was P.O. with Experimental Frenzy. You know, <laughs> that was my first game, actually. My opponent, um, my opponent, an Experimental Frenzy, then P.O.'d it back with all of his mana, played all of his mana, played his Frenzy. He had, like, Helm of Awakening, double top, flipped the tops a zillion times, found an Aetherflux Reservoir, played the Aetherflux Reservoir, flipped the tops two more times, which gained him, like, 30 life. And then he hit me for 50. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, I have like a basking room wall in am Yeah,
0: that's that's the times when that deck doesn't line up well.
1: Uh, then he scooped energy flux in two straight games. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a pretty cool deck. But really, it's like it was pre- it has been pretty fair in vintage, like online, um, the past week or so, however long I've been doing this. I played against Brian Kelly three times. He's been playing a Grixis control deck that has two Yixlid Jailers in the main deck. Oh, nice! Uh, I'm a big. That's fan. really good against. That was really good against me. Yeah. <laughs> I did get him in one match, but I lost the other two. Um, and uh, like his deck has Fire Spout and uh, Yixlid Jailer. Like it's really good against the Benchmine deck. <laughs> yeah,
0: Yixlid Jailer is, is one of those great sideboard cards in Vintage because. Uh, most, most people side in like artifact or enchantment hate for graveyards and Yooksla yeah. Jailer just crushes, uh, what's it called? Uh dredge and it acts as a win condition as well. Yeah. Um, so you can start getting, getting to the end of the game faster and, and they generally don't have a way to deal with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been really, I guess I'm now I'm like thinking back on my matchups. Like I really just, it was like all as fair as vintage decks can be. It was that, that, you know? Yeah. Um boy, I can't think of I don't think I played against Storm. I don't think I played against what other I didn't Outcome you know. Oath. Oh Oath. I played against Oath a few times. That yeah. was a deck I was I couldn't think of. Uh and the decks usually like if you don't like if you realize they're playing Oath, it's okay. Or if you can like counter their Oath. Um obviously you have to like play creatures onto the board, which kind of sucks against Oath. Yeah. Um but Oath is also like a dirtily like big blue deck. Yeah. And if they don't have like an oath can be too slow. Like I beat an oath in play just because I had like 16 power <laughs> in play And, like it. you passed back. Yeah. Um so uh so yeah. Right, I played against Oath three times, I played against Brian Kelly three times, so that's three out of that's six out of fifteen. Um paradoxical once, that's seven out of fifteen, and then it would have been all rug, Jeskai, variants. I'm gonna look at the vintage metagame now. Yeah. But you um, know, I think we're gonna have
0: um. Well, I've been trying to get Roland to come on to talk about his take on on vintage for a bit. So he's 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 been itching to to share his thoughts. Uh, Roland Chang, the uh, 2005 Vintage Master Champion, I believe.
1: Yeah, vintage uh, champion. Yeah, we'll have him coming in. I don't want to deal too much of his. Uh, I just really wanted to talk about how fun it is to play yeah. this survival deck. I mean, it's a crazy deck. Like Bizarre is such a busted card, obviously. Like, oh yeah. But I would I would take every dredge card gets banned so we could play it like <laughs> and also it has to be reprinted. Um, but it's never gonna happen. Oh god, um, yeah. Just because it's because it's fun. Like and it's also like discarding three cards is sometimes like can backfire on you. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's really I could I could not I always I felt like it was more of a bizarre deck than a survival deck anyway. Um, like survival sort of like you know Plan B. In a yeah. way, like plan A is to draw Bazaar and like have a crazy turn one. Plan B is to not die like to untap with a survival, which is a lot harder than it sounds. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of counter magic in vintage and uh, nature's claim and stuff like that gets played, Phyrexian Revoker, um uh Sarcerus Spyglass these all these cards I saw, so um but the deck is 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 pretty solid. Um, it really makes me want want to revisit Hollow One and Legacy. I mean, it, free is always something, right? Yeah, free.
0: You can't you can't put a price on free. You know, <laughs> that's that's the best way I can put it. Like free is almost always worth way more than whatever the mana is that you're getting that you're not paying for it. I played
1: against oh I played against an actual Delver deck with this deck, and I swear the game went like this. Turn one. I played a death His turn one, he played a delver. Turn two, I played a land and past. His turn two, he wastelanded me and bolted my death and attacked Ugh. with Delver. I'm like wait, what what am I playing? What what format is this? <laughs> want, want. <laughs> um I don't think Daze is played in uh, like luckily a Daze isn't played in uh not often. Infinity. Not because
0: no. <laughs> be- mostly because there's just so much artifact mana that, that can get you above days so quickly that uh the the whole tap out strategy against a deck that would play days is kind of invalidated. Um you yeah, only right, have exactly. like one or two open mana. Um you can play it. It it like you'll get people occasionally with it, especially because people don't play around days ever. Um but right, you're, I only, didn't play around it. you're only you're only going to get them like twice in, in a match. Like you're not going to get them the enti- cuz once they see it they're like oh this guy plays days,
1: I'm going to just save my mana. Um Well, I think mana denial in vintage is hard just because of all the moxes. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's
0: really hard to it's really hard to be like, oh, pay one more for that, and your opponent's just like, I'm gonna, you know?
1: Or like, I'm gonna set myself back a land drop against a person who may have like, a three drop on turn one. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, um, but it was weird, because I, I remember that that was really funny in that it was such a, very, it was such a like a, you know, it was like a very fair game, like, played a right, played a Delver, killed my stuff, you know? And then there was also a game where like, um, you know, I had like I was like hard casting squee 'cause because I needed something to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, like here we go. Squee. Jeez, the real vin, real vintage stuff right here. You know, like uh, there might have been a needle on Bazaar or something. But I don't know. I, I know I I don't want again. I don't want to say too much Roll Thunder, but it's interesting. Like I just find I just feel like vintage is such an interesting format. But I think I wonder if this is like a thing with with everybody. With like if you have a favorite format like we do with Legacy, I think when you play when you aren't spending time like to play a different format you're like more focused on having fun like i was saying like i just want to play the digiest deck i can right now yeah i don't want to i don't want to play like vintage check pile i can play that in in legacy but there are people who you know it's great and and good that if you love playing grixis control and vintage you know and it's perfectly fine that's a perfectly good thing the good way to feel Mm -hmm. you know um but like for me, it's just like, what's the craziest thing I can do? What can I, how do I make these cards, you know, insane? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I get it. to have some old-fashioned recall fights where like both players resolve a recall on turn one. <laughs> uh, you know, just it's just fun.
0: Yeah. My uh big uh like thing over the last like couple of weeks, like I've had two sort of. Uh... I guess pet projects that I've been messing around with that aren't necessarily competitive is I finally finished my old school cube, so it's like all cards that have old border. Yep, which is pretty awesome. So that's like ready. I'll, I'll actually I can post that up and people can look at it. I was gonna
1: say, do you have a link for like a cube too? Yeah, I do.
0: I so. do. So I'll, I'll, I'll add that in there. And then uh, the the big one is that um so on the 15th of this month, which is in like uh, two weeks or something like that. Um, yeah. Me and my, my buddies that started playing the game together, we, we meet at one of their their houses down in, in, like, South Jersey area, and we just play EDH for, like, the whole weekend, like, you know, hang out in this basement and, you know, pretend like we're 15. But in, yeah, right. in January, we're doing it again. So in January, I've proposed, because there's going to be five of us, that uh, what we're going to do is we can only create old-school EDH decks. So you can only use... An actual Elder Dragon legend. We've each chosen one of the Elder Dragon legends, uh-huh. and and you can only use cards from Fallen Empires and before.
1: Fallen yeah. Empires and before.
0: Yeah, so old school, like you know, Oh, literal 94. old school, yeah, not yeah, yeah, like yeah. just
1: old border. Yeah, no. Wow. So, so I, I, I have...
0: finished that deck, so I'm I'm <laughs> looking forward to to seeing what everybody else comes up with.
1: I have seen that format be played. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that EDH had been going on for that long.
0: Uh, I don't think it had been going on for that long, but the original idea was, like, you eat every person picked an Elder Dragon, and then those were your colors.
1: Right, which um, makes sense. Because originally think,
0: uh... the, the format was just called Highlander, and it was a 100-card deck with, with one ofs. That was the original, like, intent of the format, because I remember seeing that back when uh, I was playing, I, I want to say... It had to be like in alliances. People were t- telling me about about Highlander, and they're like, Highlander. There can only be one. You know, like that was the yeah. big that was the big thing.
1: Well, I think that was there was an inquest article around that time where they had like a Highlander deck, and that yeah. was it. And it's funny when you think about how the you know Magic culture has evolved. That would have definitely pushed people to develop like this kind of deck. I know. I, I remember I used to love making those decks when I was that age. You know, oh, yeah. around at that time. Um, and now it's funny because like a deck of all one ofs. You know it's bad, but it's fun.
0: Yeah, you know? oh yeah. I'm, I'm I'm so what I've got going on for that deck is like it's it's a take your opponent's stuff, put everything in the graveyard and resurrect stuff. And yeah. you know, there's not a whole lot to that you can do for for uh you know, for that era, you know, like you you've got a couple of tricks up your sleeve and then it's mostly like, you know, the creatures are terrible, so you really have to rely on your spells. Um, and, and, you know, I, have got cards like All Hollows, Eve and, uh, who's, who's
1: your, gen- what's your elder oh, dragon?
0: I'm, I'm Chromium. So, Chromium. yep. And, uh, yeah, the, the, my, like my big plays are like Hellfire. Um, uh-huh. for those of you who don't know what Hellfire does, it's three black mana and two colorless T- uh, destroy X target creatures and take three damage for each creature you destroy. Uh, so that's like a weird, like one-sided wrath that you can pull off. And I've got stuff like uh, Old Man of the Sea in there. Oh, <laughs> my, my my big combo is Brine Hag, Blaze of Glory. Brine so, so, Hag. So Brine Hag is an O2 uh, Bog Witch for like uh-huh. I think it's like three blue mana, like three, two, one, and two blue or something. Uh, and any creature that blocks it, if it dies, um, it, it turns that creature into like a frog. It becomes an O2 right? Forever. They're just now now frogs. And Blaze of Glory lets you block any number of creatures with one creature. So you turn, so your opponent like alpha strikes you and you're like, okay, I'm going to turn all of your guys into frogs.
1: Yep. That's pretty cool. Uh,
0: That's like like how combos used to work back then. They weren't good. You were just like, well, here you go. This is what I've got. You know, like, it's just like bad combat tricks in draft now would be, would be like stellar combos.
1: Oh yeah, it's like Bloodlust Berserk. Yeah, Bloodlust Berserk <laughs> is huge. Like that's so, the original <laughs> Invigorate Berserk.
0: So I think Paul is on, uh, uh, what is it? The Naya guy, Paladina Moors. And I was like, if you're not playing Berserk, you're not doing it right. Like you should definitely yeah. be playing
1: Berserk. Ooh, there's a new Palladium Moors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was new there was new Elder Dragons in, yep. in Dromund area right? So
0: I, I went on to, of course, I went on to like TC, TCG player to like get some of these old staples, and uh, I found like a a uh italian black border chromium like super beat for like four dollars i'm like yes i've got a black border chromium <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah
1: um that's cool are you ever gonna is your plan ever to cast chromium uh i mean yeah why not
0: like I, the, the thing about this deck is that there's not a lot of win conditions uh it's got serpent <laughs> like it's it's main win conditions are serpent generator and uh the hive
1: Serpent generator, that's awesome.
0: So like, I don't have like, I have to protect my Serpent generator in Hive, and then like, I also like, you know, there's not a lot of creature removal. Like, I've got Terror, and like, that's kind of it. Like, you don't have like a ton of black removal spells. Like, you've Swords got of Plowshares. Ovelette. Yeah, Swords of Plowshares, I've got in there. I've got like Disenchant, of course, but there's not <coughs> a, not a ton of uh, you know, uh, cards to kill to, to, to like kill creatures. So you have to be really. You know, luckily there's not a bunch of good creatures in in this format. Yeah, so, right. you know, you look out on that. I, what was nice is that uh, my buddy Harry, who uh, does like, uh, you know, we he hosts at his house when we do this. Um, he's created a website called Moxfield, and he basically made it so that we can search in this database for uh, formats like old school and and uh, he's actually working on pre-modern right now, so that we, people can use uh, this is a sh- search for pre-modern stuff, which is pretty rad.
1: Nice. That's awesome. We'll We'll tell the uh pre modern uh people about that. Um but uh but yeah, I mean I, that sounds like a lot of fun to be honest. Yeah. I uh I really I I it's like I was saying like Vintage is like I'm playing Vintage like almost like a casual player but with like a tier one deck. And it'd be fun to like actually play like a casual format sometime. I guess pre modern's kinda like that. But Yeah. It's
0: just you know. like, you know, this is this is strictly for fun. This is not something where I'm like, ooh, I'm so serious about commander or whatever, you know. Uh you know, I mean I I'm I'm I'll consider it a win if I get to uh, juxtapose uh, my, uh, what's it called, uh, Lord of the Pit to somebody who doesn't have
1: any creatures. So I just checked out Moxfield, and there's a deck called Naya Delver on here. It is oh, a good. modern deck. It is a modern deck with two Experimental Frenzy, three Steward Developments, three Necessary Steward <laughs> Developments, um, which I guess is good with Experimental Frenzy because you scry two yeah. for free, That's... and it's got like Tribal Flames. Yeah, that's, pretty cool. that's my buddy Juan. Oh, I'm done. Yeah, I was gonna say, like your buddy Juan is that you someone you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this deck. He's awesome.
0: Yeah, Juan, Juan, <laughs> Juan is a uh, is a brewer for sure. This is pretty sick.
1: Awesome. All right. Well I guess that's it for us for this week. Hopefully we'll have Phil back next week. Yep.
0: I did want to um, uh, give a couple shout outs to some folks that uh have uh ha- have uh joined us on the Patreon.
1: Um, right, and I have a big shout out too. So yeah. great. go ahead.
0: So we've got uh uh Paul Sayerling. And uh Joshua Hirschbacher. Uh um, Josh
1: Perschbacher, yep,
0: jumped on. I wanted to give a quick shout out to Stephen Long, who who was with us for two months at the uh $10 uh thing. Uh you'll be getting your t-shirt very soon. I haven't forgotten about you. Um if you as a heads up, if you join us for uh two months under the $10 uh thing, I send you a t-shirt. So thanks, thank you so much, Steve.
1: Right, and I want to give a shout out to, as I scroll down. <laughs> John Keating. I couldn't remember his first name. His last name was Keating. John Keating was the uh, gentleman who was wearing the Turtle Dirtle shirt oh, at the yeah. Legacy Open. So I talked to him. He well from the plane when I was flying in. Um, and I haven't forgotten about you either. I do. I'm looking right now at your, uh, your Boone Sater and your Gliss of the Trader that I will ship <laughs> out on Monday um, just because I was crazy busy when I got back from New York. as is, you know, I got back Wednesday late. And then this Thursday, Friday we're pretty crazy. Um, but I will get those out to you tomorrow uh before I leave to go back to New York, of course. But yeah. um uh for like another for my last work ship, my last work trip of the year, Zach. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, man. I mean, Getting there. I'm yeah, I'm right. looking
0: forward to that that end of the year thing too, trying to trying to hold out for it, you know. Right.
1: If we if you wear your turtle dirtle shirt and you get on stream at any um, At any you know major legacy tournament, legacy tournament, we're not gonna, because I don't think I I don't think I have enough uh, I don't think I have enough wacky cards to send out. But sure, show <laughs> us a, show us a shot of you on stream, a screenshot of you on stream. We'll, find something something, we'll find something. something weird for to send you. you. Yeah, we'll get we'll get you something neat. <laughs> we will get you. We'll get you something from the from the show. Some card we talk about a lot, like a Bedlam Render or something. Yeah.
0: And th- once again, thanks to everybody who has been supporting the show, uh, either through listening, you know, telling your friends about it, or, or you know, financially. Uh, you know, we really appreciate it, and it really helps us uh, stay on track with the episodes and whatnot. So uh, thanks, thanks so much, everyone.
1: Yep. Thanks, everybody. And I guess that's it for us. Yeah. So, Zach, play a deep spawn in your deck. You have a deep oh, spawn in your deck? Dude,
0: there's a deep spawn in my deck for sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's a sweet card.
0: That that's that, cuz there's reanimating cards, you know. Like of course I'm going to play Deep Spawn.
1: Yeah. Uh All right. yeah, of
0: course.
1: Have a good week everybody. Have a good
0: one. Stop. stop, Animals stuff. Can you see animals stop? But that will go. Keep it up with the Joneses. Stop. Stop. Animals to. Can you see animals stop? But that will go. as he get those wonderful toys Eternal Dirtles is supported by audible.com if you'd like a free audiobook and start up a trial with audible you can go to audibletrial.com/eternaldirtles and they'll hook you up with a free book and you'll be supporting the show thanks so much